the victory lap. You are a survivor. The fact that you are here right now is a testament to your ability to protect yourself and to beat the odds. So we're going to talk about that and a little bit more on the Peace Walker podcast. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level. Peace Walker Podcast, episode 114. This is Craig Gray, and welcome aboard. So today we're going to talk about the victory lap, about beating the odds, about being a survivor, and how you already did it. And before I run into this episode head-on <laughs> and survive the impact, um, to help you be a tough target, to help you become a survivor and beyond, get on my six-day defense program. It's going to help you to develop the skills of being more than a defender, more than a survivor, but a protector, a peace walker. What is a peace walker? It's someone who has peace inside of them and can bring peace around them. And it starts not just with this podcast, not just with my blogs, not with just following me on all the social media, but you can start actually getting the skills and the step-by-step approach free with my home study course. Sixdaydefense.com. That's all spelled out except for the dot. Sixdaydefense.com. You're going to get a handful of videos that will take you step-by-step through the process at the beginning phases to start laying that foundation. They're not very long. They're about five minutes each. There's about a dozen of them. And you're also going to get access to my almost daily emails where I'm going to help you to take those tools and implement them into your life real time. So stories from my own life and from the lives of our members and our community. Go to sixdaydefense.com and start to gain those skills of being a peace walker. All right, so we're talking about the victory lap. Why? Well, probably because yesterday we just had one of our Krav Maga tests at uh, the academy. So there was a dozen or so people who tested for um, higher ranks in Krav Maga. And it is quite a gauntlet that they have to go through to achieve that. Uh, They are first selected. So they've got to, you know, show that they've made progress since their last test or since they started. And their attendance is where it needs to be. And their attitude is what it needs to be. And their, their progress is what it needs to be. So then I keep an eye on people. And a few months before the test, I select them for testing for their first or next rank. And then uh, we start the whole process, which the whole academy camp uh, ramps up for 
this and it becomes much like a military gauntlet. Um, and, uh, everybody participates. So everybody did a great job. It's very fulfilling for me to, to watch and to be part of the experience of growth that the students at the academy go through. And, uh, it's not just the people test, it's everybody. The test yesterday, I don't know, we had probably 30 or so members come out and then there's spectators and it's a whole day ordeal. It starts at, uh, the folks get there about nine o'clock in the morning and then we ramped uh, or wrapped up about probably about three o'clock, a little before. So it's, you know, four or five hours of Krav love and, uh, sparring in all the different ranges and doing the basics and doing scenario drills and um, everybody participates uh, testers and non-testers alike and we sweat you lose probably 10 pounds of your body weight so it's a good time to weigh yourself after the test but um, and then we have a big old party afterwards and uh, a couple of our members parents actually they're they're uh a couple young ladies in their teens their parents actually hosted the the um after party and we had a great time and i killed some chickens and did my hoodoo voodoo to make sure it didn't rain and it worked so it was like raining and storming everywhere except for where our party was yesterday evening a little couple little sprinkles but uh overall it was um rain free we had a good time so the victory lap so helping people celebrate their victory lap at the academy brought me to thinking of the victory lap that we all are taking so, I enjoy the movies of this guy named Kevin Smith. And Kevin Smith is my age. Actually, he's a little younger. He was born in uh, August of 1970. And way back in 1994, he came out with a movie called Clerks. So, he was a young filmmaker, my age again. At that time, he was in his 20s working at a convenience store called The Quick Stop out in New Jersey. And he wanted to be a filmmaker. So he went to film school and actually dropped out. And he decided to make his own film rather than learning how to make films. He apparently knew enough. So not, not, that, the, not that this way of financing your projects is recommended. But it was very common in the day. Yours truly did it too for a business didn't work out quite like Kevin Smith's did, but, um, Kevin borrowed a bunch of money. He took a bunch of credit cards and did cash advances. And I think he raised about $23,000 to make this movie. And he made a movie about clerks. Actually, it was kind of a autobiography to a certain degree with a little funnier, I think, you know, slant on things, but he was a clerk at 
the quick stop and he asked the quick stop owners if they would be all right to film a movie there. And they said, sure. So he bounced back and forth. Uh, apparently he was hired originally for their neighboring business, which was a video store back when video stores were very prevalent. And he ended up <laughs> getting kind of harangued to be the clerk more so at the convenience store than at the video store. But he bounced back and forth between the two and he wrote this wonderfully funny indie movie about it that took off. And um, I've been following his work ever since. And I've seen him live. I've watched all of his movies. So what other movies did he do? A lot of them, I probably can't remember them all, but Clerks, Mall Rats was the one after that. Chasing Amy. Uh, another Sundance film favorite, a little edgy. All of them are a little edgy and, and filled with profanity. Um, Dogma, which was an interesting all-star cast on Dogma. And Clerks 2, he's he's putting out Clerks 3 now. And matter of fact, I'm bringing a couple friends of mine, old friends of mine who saw the original one, Mark and Jerry. Jerry didn't see the original with me, but Mark did. Anyways, uh, Kevin Smith's coming to town here in Grand Rapids, and I uh, bought tickets to see the movie with Kevin Smith, and then he's going to do a Q&A after the movie. So He did Jersey Girl. What else did he do? Um, oh, he was like executive producer of Goodwill Hunting, so he had some friends that you may recognize their name. Um, I'm thinking Ben Affleck was one of his buddies. Um, oh, I'm trying to think. Ryan Lee was another one. And uh, who the heck was a Goodwill Hunting guy? I can't think of his name now. Not Matt Damon. It is Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. So anyway, so he did all a bunch of these movies. And he really he goes out and does spoken word a lot. He's got a lot of podcasts. And I just like his take on life. So I, was, uh, I came across an audio book that he wrote called, I think, Tough Shit, I think it's the name of it, and it kind of tells his story of um, how he got into the business, and up to the point, I think it was written a few years back, maybe 2016 or something like that, but kind of his, his story up to that point, and I was listening to the trailer for it, and he was talking about this idea of a victory lap. And he goes into great detail, and it's kind of amusing about how, you know, we're all really in the middle of our victory lap. We all, I would say, are survivors because, you know, we beat <laughs> the little sperm that, that, that is us and the egg that that sperm impregnated. We already beat the odds of billions of other little sperm to win the race. And... Our ancestors up to this point, I don't think he said this, but I'm saying this, you know, survived life to be able to give birth to your family and your cousins and grandparents and parents and you all the way down the line from the beginning of mankind. And the fact that you survived it already and you beat the odds 
Kevin was saying, I wouldn't say more eloquently than me, but definitely more amusingly, he was saying, hey, you already beat the odds. So this is a victory lap. No matter what you do with your life, this is the victory lap. So celebrate that. So he was kind of going on about how, you know, a lot of people raise raise their glasses to him because he not only beat the odds of being born, but he also beat the odds of the movie industry. Now his names are name is up in lights and he's not hurting for money. He's doing the things he loves to do, putting out movies and all that. And it's kind of funny too, because he gets razzed all the time because he puts all of his friends in his movies. And uh, he's got a very particular kind of genre that he actually, I wouldn't say he created it, but he definitely... Um, is the forefront of that genre, kind of like the slacker genre. Matter of fact, the movie Slacker, if you remember that, which came out that which came out in 1992, I think, motivated him to do his movie, Clerks, the first one. And pretty much all the other movies after Clerks, somehow or another, go back to Clerks in some way. Most of them actually are spinoffs of Clerks. He's done a few others. Um, that haven't been, but most of them are in that universe. And, uh, so his hat goes off to you and me and, and himself and everybody else for being a survivor and for being, um, someone who beat the odds. And what are you doing with your victory lap? So that's what I'm asking you. What are you doing with your victory lap? Are you commiserating, wondering about all the things that you missed or wondering why your life isn't better? Or are you enjoying the victory lap of being a survivor and beating the odds already? I know all you people out there who just tested are doing a victory lap right now. And if you aren't, you should be because you beat the odds in martial arts in Krav Maga. How? Because most people quit. Most people quit training. So you should be doing a victory lap regardless if it was your first test, if it was your last test, if it was your next test, or even if you weren't testing, if you just came out to train, you beat the odds of the martial arts and training and tactical training gene pool. Here's the statistics ever since I've been training, which has been, you know, since the 70s. And ever since I've been teaching since the 80s. So you do the math. But out of all the intro, well, let's back it up. Most people who want to train never step into an academy to train. So most people never actually even step into the academy. They only think about, well, someday I'm going to do that. That sounds like really cool. Of the people that do, after the intro session, most people quit. So 75% of the people quit after their, whatever their intro session is. So now you're dealing with 25% of the population that started the academy. And out of that 25% that started the academy, I would say after three months, you've lost another 15%. So now you're down to 10%. So one out of 10 people after 
your intro and three months. And then from that 10% will dwindle down over the years until there is very, very few, a 0.0000% or 0.0001%. Probably at any given time, I would say about 1% to 2% of the population even tries to train. And that's probably very generous. I shouldn't say tries to train, but has trained at some point in time. And that's probably very generous. Out of that 1% to 2% of the population, again, people who make it to, let's say, not that the black belt is the be-all, end-all of, of um, the journey, so I don't want to come across that way. But let's say getting to a point to where, you know, you've developed some mastery. You develop some mastery over the skills. You're probably looking at a point zero something 1%. Point zero 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 something one percent. I don't know what the actual stats are, but it's not a lot. So the fact that you train at all, you should be doing a victory lap, let alone, you know, getting your black belt or whatever, getting some mastery in a in a uh, endeavor. And then the big question is, I think, when you start, is how do you sustain it? How do you maintain it? How do you keep going? It's got to be uh, sustainable. But this edition of the podcast isn't about sustainability today. It's about the victory lap. So the fact that you were born, do a victory lap for me. Do it for yourself. If you're in the martial arts world or the tactical training world, if you're training on a regular basis, do a victory lap. This is your victory lap because most people don't do that. So you are already a protector. You were born a protector. You were born a survivor. You were already born to beat the odds. So what else do you want to do with that? Kevin Smith's making movies and he's doing a fucking good job of it. And he's enjoying the process and enjoying the journey, doing it something he loves every single day. I am too. I'm not making movies, but, well, I make videos. <laughs> But I do what I love to do every single day. It was a pleasure and an honor to train those people yesterday and to bring them to the point of that test and to help them realize their victory lap and to help them actualize being a protector and being a peace walker. And hopefully that helps them to be a better human being and to be a little bit a part of that. Man, that's that's a great victory lap to me. So I do what I love to do every single day. And on those days that I forget that, that I'm, you know, I have bad, bad days too, like everybody else. I try to remember and I try to remind myself, dude, this is your victory lap. You're doing what you love to do. You beat the odds. For the past, I think going on 13 years, I've been doing this as my profession. Now, I've always done this, meaning training and teaching and leading and mentoring and all that. I've always been doing this ever since I've been a kid as far as teaching martial arts and this, um, doing seminars and leading in this capacity. But only it's only been 13 years that's, that I've been doing it for a full-time gig 
that it's been paying my bills. And most people are trying to get out of their daytime job. I made it. So uh, this is my victory lap too. (laughs) So victory lap upon victory lap. What are you doing with yours? Remember, you are already a protector. You're already a survivor. You are already beating the odds. You choose to be a peace walker. You have to choose to develop the peace and serenity inside of yourself so you can be so you can bring the peace and serenity more around you. That's a choice. You were already born a tough target. You were already born a survivor. You're already born a defender and a protector. You were born those things. You just have to cultivate them. Cultivate them to the point of being a peace walker. And if you want more on what that means and the actual skills to do it, get on my Six Day Defense program. SixDayDefense.com, all spelled out except for the dot. You're going to get access to that free home study course and my almost daily emails. So on that, I'm going to let you go off and enjoy your victory lap. And I'm going to go enjoy mine. So take it easy. We'll see you on the next episode. The question is, in today's day and age, how do you protect yourself, your family, and your community more effectively? Well, my name is Craig Gray, and today on the Peace Walker podcast, we're going to answer those questions and a whole bunch more. You're going to learn the power of protection, the art of influence, and the confidence of clarity as you build a protector's lifestyle to live, to protect, and to inspire at a whole new level.